Coaches, this is Coach Kevin Furtado of the Championship Vision Podcast. Welcome to Episode 62 of our Championship Vision Podcast. Today, <clears throat> this is um, our fourth part of our uh, system series, and we have the great honor of interviewing both Glenn Hicks and Cole Hicks. Glenn Hicks is a head coach for 42 years at North Sound Matton High School in Alabama. He has a one year at Wallace State Community College, 12 years at Dade County High School in Trenton, Georgia. His career record is 750 and 421. The Alabama State Coach of the Year in 1993, North Mountain led, led the nation in scoring in 111.8 points per game in 1993. He is running Coach Paul Westhead's system since 1998. And in 1993, again, as I said before, they led North Mountain led the nation in scoring in 1993. His son, Cole Hicks, he's a head boys basketball coach at North Sound Mountain High School in Alabama. He just finishes his fifth year as head coach and is second at North Sound Mountain. Previously, he was at North Jackson High School in Alabama for three years. He has won two area championships and made two appearances in the Sweet 16. He was also the JV boys basketball coach for eight years at Dade County High School in Georgia and the varsity assistant to his dad, Coach Glenn Hicks. Um, I just want to tell you, this is uh, a first for our podcast. I have uh, both father-son duo, and also we're going to have three people part of the podcast. Well, actually, I and Glenn and Cole are, are going to be talking, and it's going to be kind of cool kind of get different perspectives on running the system at the high school level. So far, we've had nothing but college coaches. Now we have the great opportunity to listen to a current coach running the system and his dad, who has run the system for uh, for 42 years so uh, I just want to tell you I mean I'm so excited about this and I I have to give him um, some some props here in a sense that coach Gene Durden mentioned to me he says coach Glenn Hicks does the best offensive skill development in the state he says he really develops offensive players skills and I'm so excited to kind of pick his brain on this topic and his system. So, coaches, uh, let's welcome Coach Glenn Hicks and his son, Cole Hicks. Hey, Coach. Hey, man. How you doing? Good, good. <clears throat> Coach Hicks uh, is uh, – both, both you and Cole are there, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, this is the first father-son combination podcast, man. I'm excited. We are, too. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, can you hear me okay? Let's yes. check the audio. Yeah. yeah, we're good. We're good. Good, good. Hey, if you can do me a favor, just make sure you um, just keep the ear. I, I don't know if you can do that now, but because um, sometimes it, it might go out. The audio might be a little bit off when we're doing this. Um, but, um, Hey coaches, welcome so much, man, for coming on. I, I've already got a preview. So many coaches have contacted me and are excited about hearing you guys. So I want you guys to, to share your wealth, man, share us what all the information that you have, but, um, Hey, t tell me, tell our audience a little bit about Glenn. You can start off first, kind of tell, and you had an amazing career and tell us a little bit about your career and who were kind of the key mentors for you. 
Uh, you know, I, I'm afraid I'm going to leave somebody out, but <laughs> we, uh, I was hired here at North Sun Mountain High School in uh, January of 1977 and uh, had not turned 21 years old yet. And so it was kind of a new school and a very, um, very bad basketball, just to just to tell the truth. And kind of a kind of the motion half court uh, grinded out for uh, several years. And uh, be honest, it's quite boring. Kids didn't want to practice, and I didn't want to go to practice. And I was preparing to go into administration. And I met uh, one of my assistant coaches, went to a coaching clinic and met Paul Westhead. And I got to talking to Coach Westhead on the phone. And this was in uh, the fall of 1988. And uh, we've been we've been doing the system or some form of the system since. We, uh, uh, you know, just uh, I, I had a lot of uh, learn on the job type stuff, but had several guys. One of the one of the guys, probably the greatest offensive mind that I've ever been around, has passed away, and that was Coach QK Carter at Scottsboro High School. And he was playing this way in the 1970s. His teams were scoring in the hundreds uh, uh, regularly without the three point line. And Coach Carter was a great mentor for me. Uh, Coach Westhead, of course, he just at the time I think it was us and one other school that maybe was was trying to run the, the, the system. And along the way, just some friends, Terry Mitchell at Plainview High School um, kind of took me under his wing, you know. And uh, there, there's just so many uh, guys that's had a, a positive influence on my career. And, you know, most basketball coaches are pretty good people. For all you young coaches out there, if you want to know something, ask. Uh, there's not many that won't share with you. Yeah, that's so true. And I've, I've had the great opportunity to meet, you know, great coaches like yourself. Um, if I had not would have done the podcast, I would not have the great opportunity to meet guys like you. And, and of course, Cole, you are kind of, I wouldn't say you're following you in your father's footsteps, man, but you're continuing the tradition of the system, aren't you? Correct. Correct. This is the, uh, you know, I just finished my fifth year as a head coach, and this is all – the system is the only thing I've ever coached in. Um, I was blessed to play in it from seventh grade until I graduated high school. And then, um, unfortunately, when I went to college to play basketball, they didn't – we didn't do this. And so, it was <laughs> awful boring to me. And, uh, and then when I helped dad at Dade County, of course, this is all we did. And the past five years as a head coach, this is all I've done. Yeah, and I want you guys to kind of because because we're actually we run the system out here. Matter of fact, uh, we just finished with a practice. I coach girls, and we have I wouldn't say they're average players, but they're not. They're just they're just they're just good kids that play hard. Now your system is designed right for those type of kids, right? Yes, sir. <clears throat> and that's what I want you and. Uh, you and Glenn to kind of share with us on how you can take average type kids and really build the system. So I have a lot of coaches contacting me and the first thing they say is I don't have good players. So, I, and <laughs> I think, and, and, and I think when I read your notes, Glenn, that it's designed better for teams that don't have a lot of talent. 
Glenn, you want to share with us about that? Well, it, it's like anything else. You know, flex offense is better if you've got good players. <laughs> All right. But we, uh, it, we're, we're in the midst of a, a little, little community right here that they used to call Little Kentucky. Uh, when I was here in the 90s, uh, basketball is, is, is huge here on the, this end of North, on, on the end of Sand Mountain. And, but what we've kind of seen is I've been doing it for 43 years and, and uh, I never had a Division I basketball player. Um, so we, we were fortunate to have the blue collar type kid that would, uh, the old cliche would run through a brick wall for you. And we, we just kind of uh, tried to find us uh, six, seven, eight of those guys you know, a couple of two or three guys that could shoot it and blend it together. And uh, we, we try to – I'm a firm believer of what Coach Wooden used to say, uh, don't let what you can't do interfere with what you can do. And, you know, sure. if a kid wants to play hard, we can find a place for him in our system. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't a very good high school player, and the only way I got to play is I did the grunt work. I, I had to guard people and take care of the ball and – take charges and dive on loose balls and break noses and that kind of thing. And, you know, there, there's a place for kids like that. Uh, you know, we, we've got some kids uh, here at Northside Mountain with us now that are uh, kind of limited offensively. But, my gosh, they play so hard and they'll go to the glass for you and uh, they'll guard and, and they take care of the ball. And, uh, you know, that, that's some of the things we emphasize to them. Uh, scoring's not everything. And another thing that we've always told our kids, you know, if you go out there and bust your tail and, and, and get you a couple of loose balls and lay it up and get you a couple of offensive rebounds and stick them back in, all of a sudden you're in double digits. you got your name in the paper and your mom and daddy's proud of it and your girlfriend thinks you're better looking. <laughs> right. And, Cole, your, prob- your program now, you're at North Sound Mountain right now. How many players would you – do you play 15? Like, you know, I know Doug – I spoke to Doug Porter from uh, Olivet, and he plays like 15, 20 kids. Do you play that many kids, or can you run this system with no, 8 sir. to 12? No, um, sir. This past season, we I had an 11-man rotation. Um, okay. You know, some – and we don't, we don't script it out, you know, hey, you're going to get 25 minutes tonight, you're going to get 20. It's, I mean, we're making a substitution, you know, we, we try to make one about every dead ball if we have to. Um, you know, like this past year I had 11-man rotation. I see back in 2008, 2009 when we were at Dade County, went to the lead eight, we had an eight-man rotation doing this same stuff. And so you can do it with a – I mean, okay. yeah, eight-man rotation is perfect. Um, it's nice to have nine just in case foul trouble. And, Mike, I was very fortunate this past year to have 11 guys that, you know, uh, besides two of them, there wasn't much difference in. And they all played hard and knew their job and knew their role. Yeah, tell me what you think. I have, like, we have a summer camp coming up, and I'm going to rotate probably 11, 12. I'm actually using some of my middle school players. But we're, we're we're at a small school. I have four units. And I divide my units up, and I try to keep um, one or two of my top players right. in each unit. It sounds kind of like what you guys do, and I have names for my units. I call it, you know, our part of our philosophy, family, integrity, 
sir, I don't call team one, team two, right. team three, team four. We name them, but I rotate them in and out every one to two minutes. Is that similar yes, to what sir. you guys you know, do? During the summer, we I, I like doing five in, five out about every minute okay. after two minutes just to, you know, try to build some depth, try to, you know, keep fresh legs because, you know, during the summertime, man, it, it, it's tough because they, they're going to football workouts. Some of them's leaving the gym, going straight to the baseball field. Um, so we, we try to right. save them legs as much as possible, you know, especially the games during the summer that really doesn't matter. We're just trying to build some depth and, you know, get a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's what – you know, and then some games we sit down and say, hey, uh, you know, we're, let's go to eight-man rotation today. You know, hey, uh, so-and-so and so-and-so, you're not going to play today, so take your shoes off and sit here and enjoy the game. You, you was hurt today. Right. And give me – talk about, Glenn, tell me about – now, uh, tell me about your team goals. Like, what do you establish each game? I know we have certain goals, but for a high school team – Hey, are you looking to get 100 shots? I mean, we try to get 80. So what are you guys looking for in your team goals? We, uh, we're, we're more interested in um, I guess, tempo, I guess, than, than actual shot numbers. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to try to get it shot. Uh, we want to get it shot within seven to eight seconds, and we don't want you to hold it any more than 10. Uh, I, I – we have done the hundred hundred thing, but uh, Coach Rebo at Birmingham Southern. Uh, one time, they were recruiting one of our guys, and we went down and watched them play. And they were they were really running up down the floor. And then all of a sudden, uh, they get ahead and they just put the brakes on after the game. I asked him. He said, "Coach, at some point in time, you you, you win." You know, we just felt like better to birth. So, uh, sure. We're we we don't get. I've never got real hung up on, okay, we've got to get 90 shots up. I'm more interested in getting more shots up than you do. You know, so if we've got a team go, we're going to try to get 20 more shots up than you do. Okay. Uh, and our, our big thing is, as far as is our goals are uh, how long your offensive possession lasts. Uh, we, we'd much rather – if you're going to score on me, we're going to try to make you score in the first 10 seconds. Our guys here – hear this a lot, uh, we're going we're gonna to make you make plays instead of run plays. Uh, we, defensively, we're trying to take you out of everything that you do. You know, if, you, if you're going to run the flex, we're going to trap the first pass and make you do something with it. Um, we, we do – one of our big goals, and I think this is something that a lot of, a lot of teams that essentially run the system really need to investigate. We talk a lot about – we want to get at least uh, 33% of all offensive rebounds opportunities. Uh, okay. You know, and also one of the things that, that I've always done, and it's a very hard position to play, is the five position. We chart how many times the five man lets the ball bounce before he gets the ball in. And uh, we make a big deal out of that, you know. If it's, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna brag on our five as much as we can, you know. Especially if he doesn't, if he's doing us a good job. We just got through practicing uh, middle school a few minutes ago, and that's what I, we we were, we spent probably half of practice uh, just getting our five guys to 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 get the ball in, get some space, and step in, making plays when we get that one five on top pass. 
But I'm, I'm not real hung up on uh, goals like that. And I, and I know some are, and I know Cole, Cole didn't do a good job of it. But we, I just uh, we're, we're more interested in getting more shots up than you. Yeah, yes, sir, yes. Um, yeah, we're also a plus 20 also as well. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you know when it's, how do you gauge the time frame, the seconds? I mean, are you charting that or how, how do you, how do you kind of measure no, that? No, we, we just kind of, I've done it so long, it's kind of in my head. You know, I can tell when somebody's, uh, we're going we're gonna to start most games, most games we're going to start straight up man to man. If you go play, we, we're not going to do a lot of double teaming, trapping that stuff, but. Uh, what people have done to us, as soon as they see us in a uh, uh, conventional man-to-man offense, they're going to back it up and start running the weave or, you know, uh, flex or shuffle <laughs> or something. And so we're going to start trapping. Uh, basically, if you come down and make more than two passes, we're going to try to trap you. Uh, if you'll come down, make two and shoot it, we'll let you shoot it all night long. Uh, but, no, we, we don't. We don't really, we don't really chart that. We may go back and look at film after it's over and say, "Hey, look, uh, you know, this, this, these guys, their average possession was probably 17 seconds, and that's about 10 seconds too long to be playing defense." Yeah, I love that. Uh, and, and Cole, what's your measurement? Do you you try to get shots, or you're about the same as Glenn? You try to. Try to get it, you know, make them force them to take a quick shot within, uh, you know, seven, eight seconds. Both, um, you know, I told our guys this time that, uh, you know, we want to try to get up 100 shots a game. We felt like if we could get up 100 shots a game, okay. then, uh, then we had a chance to win. Uh, you know, offensive rebound, we told them we want to get 30. That, that's very high. But, uh, you know, if you're trying to, you know, set the bar high, and then if you get anywhere close to 30 offensive rebounds, you got to put yourself in a good situation to win. Um, you know, I know one game this year against our arch rival, uh, we got up 141 shots. Now, this is counting free throws, too. And so, um, you know, <laughs> you, you get up 141 shots and you don't win, there's something wrong. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of it shots, is. Coach. I mean, that, I mean, that's great. And I, I tell you what I love about you guys – is there's very few high school teams that I know of that are running it. And I think coaches are afraid, don't it's you think? Tough. I mean, they're it's afraid tough of doing it. Especially if you're not <laughs> used to it. You know, Coach Westhead told me when I, when I first started doing it, he said the first thing that I need to do was to go out and buy me one of these big terry cloth towels, one of them good soft ones, and take it and keep it on the bench with me. Every time we threw the ball out the door and made a mistake without my – head up in that towel and start screaming in the towel instead of screaming at the kids. Uh, that's, right, that's another right. thing. I, I think that most people that are afraid to do this or don't want to do it are afraid they're going to lose some control. We're much more organized right now than we were when I was a motion grinded type coach. I mean, our kids, we, we don't have a lot of plays. We've tried to teach them how to play. And, you know, we give them options, but, uh, I, I think some, I, you know, I've had buddies that are very, very, very successful that just said, Coach, I can't handle not knowing who's going to shoot the ball at the end of the, you know, at the, at the end of the action. Well, we, 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 we still going to get our best shooters the most shots. But, you know, when I played high school basketball, we had two big post players. 
and coach would tell us to go out and work on her shot. And, you know, I took that real serious because I knew I wasn't going to get shooted. I was going to have to throw it inside all the time. Uh, we got kids now. I think I think the system makes kids work harder on their individual game because it's embarrassing and all get out when you stand in wide open and people don't guard you. And our kids know they're going to get to shoot the basketball, so they, they, they put the time in the gym uh, to become a good shooter. And I think that's one thing that anybody can do if they want to. They can be a good shooter. It's just it's just repetition. Yeah, there's no excuse nowadays with the you know the shootaways and the doctor dish. I mean, there there is no excuse to becoming a good shooter. But Glenn and Cole, we don't have a lot of great shooters in our country. I, I don't know what. So I mean, but I think this is an ideal system though for player development. Hey, Glenn. Uh, Gene Durden mentioned to me, he says, you are the best offensive skills coach he knows. That's a pretty good honor coming from Coach Durden. Well, you know, old Durden's <clears throat> been known to lie every once in a while, too. You can't believe everything he says. <laughs> that is a great compliment, and I appreciate it. But there, there I, I, hadn't, I don't do anything that hadn't already been done. I didn't, I didn't try to reinvent the wheel. I've stole everything that I use from great coaches. I mean, we, we do stuff that uh, Pete Carell did at Princeton. You know, I, I stole stuff from him. So, you know, it's uh, – we just, we just take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and put it together. And uh, uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. Yeah, and I love what you and Cole mentioned about you basically have to sit back. It's almost like a soccer mentality of coaching, right? Soccer coaches don't coach that much on the sideline. And I was thinking about that today. It's like we have to step back. Coach Hardeman, coach Harden practice, but you have to step back in the games and let them play, right? But there's, there's certain adjustments we can make. Am I am I no, far sir, off you're, there? You're about right on the money. I think the biggest thing as far as coaching uh, in the system is not so much from the offensive end; is is, is changing your defensive tempo, and then right. uh, also the, the substitution pattern. Uh, when when uh, uh, Cole was with me. At Dade County, I never, I never subbed. I mean, I don't know if I've ever took a. Well, I did one night. I said something to him, give me some shooters in there, and he said, we didn't have any. He said, pick who you want. And uh, but <laughs> I, I think that is a key, keeping kids fresh, and and getting them yeah. to buying in to going out there playing hard for two and a half, three minutes, coming out, get you a drink of water, and go back in and do it again. Uh, and, and that's that's one of the battles of the system, I think, is taking this uh, – and, and that's why I think it's a, a great system for uh, average players because you've got this guy over here that's used to averaging 25 a game. Uh, you, you've got to convince him that he can average 30 playing less minutes in the system than he can playing in a conventional uh, conventional system. Yeah, Cole, what, what do you think? Can you think I – have, I have two really good college-level players. Now, I mean, I'm not saying they're great players, but they can play at the next level. And I am convincing them daily that they're going to be more productive. And I told them this today because last year they played for really like 30, 32 minutes a game. And this year their minutes are going to be cut, but they're going to be more efficient. What do you think uh, about that? I, I was blessed to have two uh, really good guards this time. 
Uh, one of them was a senior point guard who averaged right at 20 a game. And then I had a shooting guard who averaged about 19.7 points a game. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough because, like I said, I played in this system, and, and, you know, my job was to score. And it's tough when you get in rhythm, and, but you're flat out exhausted. You, I mean, you got to come out and breathe and get some water. Um, I think, you know, from a player's point of view, you, you sort of have to uh, pick and choose your energy. I know that sounds weird, but um, – you you got to learn to be able to bottle some of it in at certain times of the game, but uh, you know, as a coaching point of view, from you know, telling them that you just got to basically communicate with your players on why you're taking them out. Um, now, my first year at North Sand Mountain, you know, I, I'd have to do that just because I want them to know they weren't in trouble coming out of the game. They just need to breathe and rest, and you know, be fresh. Because I tell them not to be selfish. Um, you know, the, of course, the better the player, you don't want to take them out as much. But at the same time, you want them to be honest and true to you and, you know, hey, do you need a breather right here for about 30 seconds? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough. But at the same time, they, they have to accept it, you know, not be selfish. You know, I'd rather be have somebody out there 100% than have somebody out there 70%. Right, and that's what kids do, right, Glenn? They just pace themselves well, usually throughout games. I see that a lot. And we started this – I don't know, uh, back, I guess, right after I started running the system. We make a deal with our kids uh, before before ever season. If, if you're in the game and you raise your hand that you need a breather, uh, you can put yourself back in the game uh, when you when you catch your breath. Uh, you know, now I'm not mean they can just jump up and run to the scores table, but they, Coach, I'm ready. And we'll, we make a deal with them. We'll put them right back in. If we take you out for lack of effort, go down there and sit on the end of the bench because everybody else is going to get a shot before you do. Right, and, sure. Uh, you know, I, I think that goes back to some trust level also. Now, these guys, through my first year here at Hep and Cole, they're not going to trust me. Till, you know, they don't know me from Adam's house cat. Um, they're not going to trust me until, until I prove to them that, you know, what I say is right. You know, we're going to – you know, you take take yourself out of the game. I'm gonna put you right back in. Um, but it, it's you. you, you I, I'd rather have a, uh, a a mediocre player at 100 percent, like Cole said, is, is a really good player at 50 percent because that's what they start doing. They start dogging it, and they're never going to dog it on the offensive end. You know, they 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 won't get another. <laughs> exactly. Know, they're going to go down there. We had a had a really good guard at Dade County. One year it averaged about 27 for us, and he was a really good player, played really hard for us. I stayed on him all the time. I said, man, it's a good thing you averaging 27 because your guy's getting 25. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, uh, and I see that a lot. I see that a lot, particularly at the girls' level. Um, coaches, tell me about tell me about your offense. Talk, talk about schemes now. Um, tell me about your numbered break. And I'm curious to see how you run your numbered break. And tell me about on the half court end, let's say they stop your break, what are you guys doing schematically to uh, get your best shooters a shot? Or, or if you're open, anybody has the green light. What's your offensive system? Well, Glenn, I'll tell you mine first. And Cole, he does a, he does a much better job of, of half court than, than I ever did. Um, we're, we run the true Marymount break. Uh, two guard running the right corner. 
we, we, I say the true Marymount break. If we've got a shooter at the three spot, we run him to the left corner. If not, we run him to the left block. Uh, our five guy okay. is always the trail. And, and people say, why do you call him five? Simply because Coach Westhead did. I mean, I've got no rhyme or reason for it. We like our best back to the basket uh, post player playing four. And he has is probably more freedom than anybody uh, other than our point guard. Uh, we run him anywhere from the from uh, uh, offside block, strong side block, post up in the middle, try to catch the ball on the free throw line, or if he's a shooter, he can pull up past the three-point line. Uh, also, we have in the past uh, let him run to the short corner. Uh, so our, our, your four guy, uh, it, it needs to be uh, an athletic um, guy that can score, particularly with his back to the basket, or at least, you know, 10 foot in. Uh, we, uh, we're going to take the first thing we look for, or first thing I look for, is I look for a point guard. Uh, we're going to take our best player and um, our, our maybe our best, I won't say our best player, our best, our best handler, best penetrator, our fastest kid, and we, we time him a lot. How quick can you get the ball from point A to point B? And uh, we... We harp on that a lot, and, you know, we'll even lie to them. You know, hey, you got there in 3.7 seconds. While ago, it's taking you 3.9 now. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the deal? Right. Uh, our, uh, and, again, it's typical Westhead stuff. We get the ball to one, and uh, we, we don't want him one, – one of my one of my sayings is if somebody's got the same color jersey as you in front of you, pitch it ahead, pitch it ahead. Coach Westhead wanted it dribbled up. But we're going to pitch ahead. Uh, if that's not open, our number one option is our point guard trying to lay it up each and every time. Uh, we, we want him. We want him to uh, uh, bust out and get there. And then from there, uh, our we don't really run a secondary break, but it becomes more of a dribble drive. Uh, we're gonna right. we run our two to the dead corner, and I used to didn't do that. And again, Coach Westhead explained to me if you run him the corner that that instead of shrinking the gap defensively, you widen the gap, which gives you your, your one guard, you know, more room to operate on there. Uh, we're going to lift him. Uh, and then we, we do a lot of what we call one five on top because we're going to play, we're going to play an athlete at the five spot. Uh, sometimes it's our second best shooter. I'm actually trying to get Cole to move his stud to the five spot this time. Uh, but when we get that one five on top, uh, which is always open. If that's not open, then you one guard or to, or to make All-State. Um, we, we tell our five, he's got to make a play. We either want him shooting it, driving it, or playing a two-man game with our three guy on the other side. Um, and that's – a lot of people think we're lying, but that, that's basically what we do right there. And chew hind ends out every time somebody passes up a shot. All of my guys have got the green light. Um, Love it. Yeah, now, yeah, I love that. They get they get this right here, though. Hey, uh, Kevin, it's amazing. You're always open. Why? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and that works, too, because then, you know, you, you get yeah. them in the gym and you, you can say, hey, Kevin, look, man, there ain't nobody guarding you. You either have to make that shot or start setting with me. Yeah, I mean, and it forces kids to work on their shot. I mean, for, that's what I love about it. They get kids in the gym because they know they're going to get opportunities, well, right? And, and the great thing about it is 
if you've got one guy that can penetrate, you can be ultra successful with this. If you got two, you're gonna win a whole lot of ball games. If you got two guys that can penetrate, <laughs> surely to God you can find you a couple guys and get their feet set and, and shoot a, a, a set shot because that's a lot of times that's basically what you're getting. Yeah, and, and Glenn, at the girls' level, girls don't get back on defense. I just yeah, want to tell you that. At our level, we don't and get back on defense. So yeah. You got no monopoly on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love I love that, and I we run something similar to that. But I tell you what, I get a lot of coach for both uh, Glenn, you and Cole is I have a really good point guard. We like to we call this the trail three, and I guess it's similar to your one five or five one. We want her to score, but what that does, it drags the whole defense in. Our trail gets exactly. wide yep. open shots. Um, so I know it sounds kind of simple, but we get that. Today in practice, you know, we were working on that shot. I mean, she's not really developed yet as a shooter, but we, boy, she hops and shot right there from the three land. She gets that all the time. What do you think it's about that? Over. I mean, you know, there, there is no way that you can get back, stop the break, stop a point guard from penetrating, and stop a kick out. I mean, it's just – if you can, and I tell our guys this all the time, if they can do those things, we ain't got a prayer to beat them anyway, no matter what we do. They're so much better than that. You know, they're, right. they're the Golden State Warriors if they can do that. We can't, we, can't, we can't compete with them if they can do all those things. Yeah, and we make the game difficult, don't we, a lot, a lot of coaches. We overcoach where – just the basic pass cut. We are a pass cut drive that's, kick. That's, you know, <laughs> I, I coach with a, a, a guy, C.B. Strickland. And coach Strickland passed away just recently. But when I first started, you know, I come out and I was going to run all these fancy offenses. And he sat me down one day and said, Coach, you can run the fancy offense in the world. If you can't stick it in the goal at the end of it, it ain't no good. And uh, he, <laughs> he was one of the best fundamental coaches I've ever been around in my life. Yeah, that's that's so true. Cole, tell me about on your half court. Your dad mentioned your your half court set. I know you're trying to get a quick shot, but what do you you are you a you set screens or you pass cut? Well, what do you do on the half court? This, like I said, this past year, uh, you know, my my point guard of course was trying to get a layup. If not, was automatically in dribble drive. Um, if not, if say he made a one two pass, we were in a play what we called twelve, and we just you know. Every time we ran a one-two pass, right there was automatically in that play. Um, or if we had to go to a one-five pass, we was automatically in a play. And the one-five pass is very simple. We would uh, – I always run my four to the rim, no matter – you know, as soon as, as soon as we get the ball, their rim running straight down the floor. Um, so, on the one-five pass, we go one to five. Of course, five's looking into four to see if he can dump it in. Four's just following the basketball on the low post. Uh, five to three, and then we're setting a double down screen for two from the one and five, just trying to get okay. a little double screen, staggered double screen for our shooting guard. A little stagger, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, Lord, I can't even remember what we did on 12. We very, we very seldom ran it because as soon as my two guard catches it, he's letting her fly. So uh, we, we normally didn't have to run anything after that if he caught it. Yeah, and I tell you what I love about the whole scheme is we, we do staggered. We go stagger two or three, so we go opposite. My two best players are on the wings, so we run a lot of stagger. But also, we send our post to the ball side. It's wide open, right. single coverage, right yep. in the post. 
and we get a lot of easy stuff that way. I'm not sure if we finish that well. well. I understand. I um, understand. Tell me about. Op- <laughs> Girls don't finish. Girls don't finish around the rim, coach. I think that's well, true everywhere. Boys in this area that don't. So. <laughs> um, offensive rebounding. That is, if that's not the most important part of the system, it's it's high up it there, is, right? You know, we like I said, we we set our goal this past season at 30, 30 offensive rebounds a game. Now, of course. That, that's that's sort of misunderstood because if you're if you're making a bunch of shots at night, if your shooting percentage is pretty high, you ain't getting many offensive rebounds. Right. And so, to get thirty offensive rebounds, that probably means you didn't shoot very well from the field that night. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about effort, right? Um, <clears throat> tell me about this, coach. If you give me your give me your feedback. What we do is we say we want four – our shooter stays back always unless we get a layup and the last person's back. That's pretty simple. I say get all your feet. I want four players with their feet in the paint. That's our main thing. And then we yell rebound. Every player yells rebound for that mindset. Tell me how you guys teach offensive rebound. I teach it very badly. I don't know. We, we haven't done, done a very good job of it. Uh, again – I think offensive rebounding uh, is a personality trait. Maybe uh, uh, we we're going to one of the things that we try to do is uh, we never want our five or three to be back for defense unless we're running a set, you know, and they happen to be up at the top when it's when it's shot. Uh, we want five and three to uh, let's say one comes down, kicks it to two, and two shoots the three ball. We want five and three to both crash the backside block. Uh, and and our, our reasoning on that is, is you know, we got, we got two over there, and uh, most of the time they're going to have one. Uh, we, we tell four to roll back to the middle, uh, our back-to-the-basket post player, particularly if he's if – he's, uh, we make the one-two pass – we do like what you, you bring in your post player, strong side. I, I do that. Uh, all of Hank gathers. And uh, as soon as the ball's shot, we, we don't want him rebounding the, you know, the, the strong block. We want to we wanna try to slide back into the middle. So, in, in reality, kind of what we got is, is three guys going to that weak side glass. And one of the things that we've started doing as I just call it, and I guess it's just simple, we spin off of it. If any time you feel contact, you've got to spin one way or another. I don't care which way you spin. And uh, you're going to be okay. right 50% of the time maybe. Uh, but, you know, it, <laughs> our, what I've seen kids do it, when they get tired, and this goes back to the, the fatigue factor, they look to get blocked out. You know, I'll run in there to get a rebound, and, and Cole steps in front of me. I'll go in there and lean on him, you know, instead of – Instead of trying to get around him, uh, I know Cole, and when he was uh, with me, he, he coached our post players, and he taught swim technique a lot. Uh, you know, we, we just want our guys moving, you know. not, not And uh, I, heard, I got to meet Jerry Tark Canyon one time, and I know Coach Tark said something that has stuck in my mind uh, forever. He said, when the minds are thinking, the feet ain't a moving. So we, we don't want them to think about it. We want them <laughs> – you know, go out there and do something, even if it's wrong. 
Right. It's that, it's that all out effort, man. Right. It's just offensive rebounding is effort. I totally agree. I love that. It's almost sometimes I know with our players is they get blocked out. It's almost like they're resting right there instead of moving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the craziest thing. I, I, um, I love that. You I have one this year. Yeah. I, I said something. I said, man, I said, uh, we've shot, a, you know, we, we, we were shooting about 20% from the field at halftime. And uh, my best player, who, who was a three, uh, had two, two offensive rebounds. And, I mean, we've missed, gosh, probably missed 30 shots. And I said something to him. And he said, Coach, they're blocking me out. And I said, well, let me go over there in the locker room and tell him to quit doing that. Imagine them trying to block you out. <laughs> Uh, of course, we got the family. He's doing exactly like you said. He's going in there and uh, leaning and resting. Yeah, and that goes back to I mean, either – I mean, it's hard to – it's a mindset, right? It's a mindset, and that's why this system can't play for long periods of time, and you got to be ready to go. I think offensive rebounds are a true sign well, of effort. To, just today at practice, Cole's got, got the, the varsity guys uh, – they're going five on five, and uh, Coach Mabry's under one goal, and I'm under the other goal, and all we're doing is screaming, rebound, 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 go get it, go get it. And, uh, you know, and, and it, it is, it's just a – I think when we get, you know, was it Coach Lombardi that said fatigue makes cowards of us all? We get a little tired, we quit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as much fun going there and uh, bang bodies as it is when you're fresh. Right. And Cole, don't you, I mean, this is what I see with a lot of coaches. We get tired of teaching it, yeah, right? It, it, a lot of, lot, I think a lot of rebounding is our I, fault. I agree. I agree. You know, I know coming from a defensive rebound, every time I do a defensive blockout drill, somebody gets hurt. And so I, I mean, I, I'm serious. <laughs> every time I've done it the past four or five years, somebody's end up getting stitches or, um, or, you know, somebody gets an elbow. I mean, just, but offensively, I mean, it's just a, it's just a want to. You're either going to go the offensive glass or you're not. Yeah, but Kevin. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and, and how do you guys teach? Do you limit the contacts? I know with the system, shorter practices. How do you teach it? Teaching the rebounding. The I rebounding, yes, sir. He, he throws it up on the glass and he, don't, he talks about them getting hurt. He don't want them to stop. Somebody's bleeding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Usually the best that I've seen is if if you've got one guy, or, you know, it's, and you got to have a, a good coaching staff that you trust to do this. And I've been fortunate. Uh, you just tell one, hey, coach, you've got defensive rebounding today. And coach, other coach, you've got offensive rebounding, and let's go after each other. Uh, I, I like to teach it three on three. Uh, you know, you, you, it's hard to hide on a three-on-three three drill. Uh, Five-on-five sometimes right. you, you can hide. But we just uh, – again, uh, I've had uh, – I was telling my seventh and eighth graders the other day when we were talking about stance, one of the best uh, defensive players I ever had looked like a, uh, he was about to fall over forward. His head was – he didn't have no balance whatsoever, but he could guard anybody. And uh, I'm, I'm not real big on technique like that. I'm, you know, just – you find a way to get the ball. Uh, if a ball's, uh, you know, uh, if we shoot it, let's go get it. If they shoot it, let's go get it. And uh, we've been, man, we've been fortunate here at this place at North Sam. We had some tough-nosed kids that uh, had just soon rebound the ball as they had to shoot it. 
Right. Yeah. It's it's that mentality, right? And it's that emphasis more yeah, than drills. You got to really. Uh, one of the things that we have always been careful with, and I know Cole has done this, and, and uh, maybe maybe influenced him a little bit, is after the game when the newspapers want to talk, we don't want to talk about who scored. You know, we we gonna talk about who got the ball to them, uh, who guarded their man, who. You know, we got to make sure that that we give those guys that are. Uh, that are doing things that help you win games that don't show up in the box score, that they get their uh, pat on the back. Uh, again, going back to junior high practice today, uh, we got a two guard running wide open and we don't throw the ball to him. I told the point guard, I said, he's going to quit running for you if you don't give him the ball. I said, he ain't going to keep running without getting the ball. And uh, so we, 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 try to, we try to publicly call our kids out when they're doing something good like that. Yeah, and of course the media wants to always go to the high scores, right? Well, we we got, we kind of got, we got <laughs> trained right here. They know not to ask them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, Coach. Hey, talk about your defense. Um, we are a one-two-two ball press, which means we we only play one defense, but we show different looks. So we're gonna we're gonna come after you one-two-two. Um, we're gonna trap you sometimes. Sometimes we're not gonna trap you. Um, we play one defense. We don't play any man-to-man. We're just going to come after you. What do you guys do on defense? Well, we we have um, – it, it's going to sound weird. We start out in a man, one-two-two press or one-two-one-one. Uh, that's what we call our 33. But, uh, I mean, okay. it's all out deny, um, you know, man on the ball. It starts out like I said, man. So it may not end up being a one-two-one-one. I mean, it's just if they go one-four across, we're gonna play behind so they don't get to run out of course. But uh, first pass, I mean, it's a it's a trap with whoever's on the ball and whoever's man catches it. And then we're just playing. It becomes a zone. Um, we have a full court man-to-man no trap. We have a full court man-to-man, and then when the ball crosses half court, we're gonna trap. And then we have a zone one. Two to half court trap. And you're trying to get the but it's the same thing. You're trying to get the oh, ball back yes, sir, quick, yes, right? Sir. I mean we I mean we're gonna give up some layups every once in a while just so we get the ball back to get the team running if they don't like a run. Yeah, absolutely. And and then <clears throat> are you trying to um so you're saying you trap sometimes, I guess the other forms of pressure well, is we'll, total we'll, denial, we'll ball pressure, right? You know, if, if, if we feel like a team slowing it down on us in our trap or, or vice versa, we're going right. to say, you know, if they, if they score two or three more times, and that's why I'm glad this uh, guy right here retired and going to be helping us because he can help me out tremendously. You know, we're <laughs> going to keep up with, you know, hey, they've scored. We're in 33. They've scored three straight trips. Let's get out of this press and change that differently. Um, or are they slowing us down in this press? Let's switch to another one. we got to get them running. Uh, just, just, you know, stuff like that. You know, I feel like I, I feel that's like a pretty good, can change yeah, go ahead. you know, everybody's going to yeah. do this in the first quarter and possibly the second quarter. But after they sit down for 10 minutes at halftime and if they're not used to doing this, them legs are completely dead and we just getting started. Yeah. And there's no better feeling to that to see a team come out the third quarter oh, and they're yeah, done. Right. Know, when they, when they come out and there's towels already <laughs> on their head. Uh, you know, when they don't even warm up at halftime and they've been out there for five minutes, that, that, that's a very good feeling. <laughs> yeah, 
Hey, you got a pretty good assistant coach right there. I, I got to tell you, man, He, I know he's probably coming with a high price. Uh, well, well, you know, the one good thing about it, he gets to see his two granddaughters every day when he comes up here now. So uh, it's, it's a good trade-off. He doesn't realize that's the only reason I'm doing it. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever it takes. <laughs> hey, Glenn, what is he paying you? He's got to be paying you something. I mean, come on. Now. I'm sure you're getting a pretty good stipend. I get to be around good people. That's it. I'm, I get to be about oh. That's right. <laughs> Now he, he does a lot more. Hey, coaches never I'm retire. I'm straight up man to man now. I'm fixing to come out and get action for 32 minutes. We're going to play man to man run. Love run it. Jump you the whole time. Okay, so you're going to run it. Okay, I got you. Because I was kind of debating. Um, I like to, I, we got to make it simple here for our kids on that. But I was debating about should I, should I have a change up? And you guys are kind of selling me on that. You, do you you need two two different types of presses here, or, or give give I've me your got, I said we've got uh, a diamond press, which I, I don't really like because if you got if you're playing against somebody that's smart, they're going they're going to diagonal skip you all night, and 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 that believe it or not slows you down. Uh, we do a little two two one every once in a while, but our main press we're going to pick you up full court man to man. We got what we call a face press, where everybody's got their butt to the ball and making you throw it long. We want, you know, we want we want you to throw it long. Uh, we're not going to guard the inbounder and the other four people or or face guarding their guy. Uh, we want you to get up in the air. We're going uh, what we call a a, a three uh, in the full court, and then we're going to have to. Do, I call it thirty three, but he, his thirty three is different from mine. Thirty three, which we was going to try out from behind. Uh, our forward press is we're going to trap the dribble. Uh, we we got another press that we don't trap until, say, Kevin catches the ball. We're going to trap him every time he catches it. Uh, you know, right. we, I think I've got eight different variations that, uh, that the last time I counted them. Uh, and, you know, we may not use them. We may not use, say, seven defense against anybody but country day school, you know. Um we, we've got a couple of teams, and I've been watching some film in our area that uh, got three teams in it. We're going to play all three of them completely different. Yeah, but the the premise is pretty much – the one thing I like about your system is the premise is pretty much the same, but you're going to show different looks based on the personnel, right? You play a great point guard that can beat your traps. Obviously, you're going to play right. them differently, we're right? Gonna, we're going to run at him or we're – we're going, to, we're going to run double team at a good point guard, make him give a ball up, and basically play uh, a four-man, try to get it into a four-on-four game then because we're going to completely deny him the ball back. And, uh, you know, well, that's that's one of the defenses we've got. That when, uh, like, like a really good point guard touches the ball, the closest guy is going to go double team him. No matter, it don't matter if it's a, a shooter or what. We're going to – you know, we, we, we practice a lot of scramble situations. Uh, Coach Wade down at LSU. Yeah. Uh, uh, we became real good friends with Coach Wade when he was at UTC, and uh, spent a lot of time with him. And he he is a master at, uh, at scrambling on defense. And uh, we picked up a lot of things from him. But you know we go you know we go we run at shooters. We we're not going to run at this one. We're going to let this one. You know we're not going to let this one put it on the floor. We're going to make this one put it on the floor. That's kind of what our our, our scouting stuff go. But uh, you're you're totally correct. Our 95, 90% of what we do is going to be the same. Every time we play, whether we're playing 
five, which is uh, five and section, which are our two big uh, area rivals, and we're playing uh, uh, Pisgah, which is a, a, a rival that's a different classification than us. Yes, and Cole, don't you agree? If you're putting in your system, and tell me if I'm wrong, like we are, um, make it simple, right? At first, don't get too over. I, we can't, we can't run all your different presses like you guys do, but make it very simple no, at yeah, the beginning. Make it very correct. Simple. I mean, we've been pressing for two weeks, and we've got one press right now. And I mean, and I've right. even got a lot of guys back from last year's team. But uh, these new guys, I don't want to make them have to think. I want them to learn this press. And if that's all we can do this summer, that's all we can do this summer. And we'll, you know, we'll pick up where we left off in the fall when football season's over. Right. And, again, with girl, girls' mentality is different in the sense that girls, girls like to please. They don't like to gamble. They don't like right. to take risks. So but I think if you can – what I've I found out, though, soon as they start – they trusting the system and start trusting each other more and being committed to it. To me, it's valuable because girls can't make long passes. They can't right. handle in the long run. So I think it'd be better on the I, girls level. I've always said if a girls team did this right here, that they, I mean, it, it'd be fun to watch just, I mean, cause you know, like, I mean, like you said, and I'm not knocking girls basketball. I mean, you know, I, I've seen some girls be able to make a, you know, a one throw from one end of the floor to the other. But just an average girls basketball player—I mean, that's a long throw for a boy. Uh, I mean, I—I I, I don't know if I've ever seen one be able to throw it that far. And so I, I think it'd be much easier to do it. But that's just me. Yeah, your your top athletes can make that—you know—that long one-handed push. We got a couple that can do it, but in the long run, man, most players cannot make that pass. And that's what we play to, coach. We're really simple. We, we, we give up that long diagonal pass cross right. court and girls cannot make it. So that's, that's our basic premise right there. Um, hey, tell me about your drills for defense. I, I tell you what I sense in you guys. You guys are not as much drill coaches as you are small-sided games and compete. Is that what you do in we, your practices? We want everything competitive. You know, I, I do. Right. Um, we, we don't – of course, you know, I, with, with our seventh and eighth grade right now, we are doing some shell, you know, just to show them. Uh, uh, right now, the only thing we're playing, we're not doing any trapping. We're playing straight up man to man. Um, but uh, our, the drills that we like or I like is, is we're going we're gonna to play a lot of full court one on one. We're going to play a lot of half court one on one. We do a lot of uh, uh, one offensive player versus two defensive players, whole floor. And see if they can, you know, see if okay. they can corral them. As a matter of fact, Cole did that this morning for uh, a good while. We're going to play some uh, three on three full court with our and uh, one of the. I, I really like this when we're teaching run and jump. Uh, we'll we'll go three on three full court, but we'll also put a defender back. Uh, you know, in case they're, you know, that that I think most of the thing you just talk about the girls don't don't want to take chances. Uh, they don't want to take chances because they don't feel like they've got their back covered in the back. And so we'll put a guy right, right there and play three on three. And uh, he, he can't come over half court, but, uh, you know, he, he's got to he, – he protects them and don't let them get the long pass off. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and do you – are most of your drills transition drills? 
everything we do is transition. Okay, great, great. Give me your best drill, coaches. Each one, Cole, you and Glenn. I, uh, I want our coaches kind of. All right, this is this is their their meat and potatoes drill. What what? Give me your top drills for transition, well, I, offense or defense. Defensively, I like to do a disadvantage drill. What we call five on five touch. And uh, you know, you line five uh, defensive guys across the free throw line extended. Five offensive guys across okay. the baseline. Uh, coach got the basketball. Whichever coach, whichever player the coach throws the ball to on the baseline, the defensive man that's across from them has to run and sprint and touch the baseline. And so the drill starts. I mean, and then everybody else is going. So it starts out five on four until the defense that one runner had to recover. And then you just go, you know, you go up and back. It's, it's two trips, and then you switch. You know, you're working on communication. You're working on stopping the ball in transition. You know, hey, we got beaten this trap, but we recovered. Uh, you know, learning to guard backside, learning who we need to run at. That's a three-point shooter. Learning who we need to, you know, who we don't need to guard in the transition. So, stuff like that. But my, my favorite is the five-on-five touch. Yeah, I, I love that, Drew. Now, do you – you guys both pick up uh, – you press on misses, right? Uh, yes and no. We, I've, I've tried to – not on just a miss on a field goal, but uh, just this – I mean, this summer we're going to try to press on a miss free throw. I hope we don't have to work on a lot. Okay. We make a lot of free throws. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we're going to start our 33 on a miss free throw as well. Okay. All right, great, great. Glenn, what – um. Give us, give us like your over the years. I know you've had quite a few drills. Give us, your, give us your your best drill. Uh, it's it's probably uh, an old West Head drill uh, called five on three, five on two. Uh, you, you just you put three defenders on one end of the floor, two on the other, and you're going to make uh, uh, five or six trips up and down the floor, and and you're. Uh, your five offensive players, they're going to attack five on three, and we tell our defenders they can do anything they want to do. We'll run at half court sometimes. We'll back up deep sometimes. We'll run to the two and three spots with them sometimes. But you go down five on three. If you score, you've got to inbound it, and you go back five on two. Uh, then you, you know, you just – and then you, you you repeat that five on three, five on two, five on three, five on two. We do it sometimes. Uh, we may go five on – Five on two, five on five, uh, but the defense is already set, so you've got to, uh, you know, you got you got to come down and attack that. We do that. That's probably my bread and butter. Uh, the the one that's close to it is what we call intensity, and we put a minute and thirty seconds on the clock, and we go jump ball, and we don't stop the clock for nothing. I mean, it's wall to wall, and. Uh, you know, we, we're working on our press. We're working on our uh, offense. We're, uh, you know, and and at the end of it, we kind of shame the one that got beat. You know, so it's but it's if they go if they go for ninety <laughs> seconds like that as hard as they can, uh, and then and then uh, what we would usually do is say, okay, uh, there's four seconds on the clock, and blue team, you're down two and got the ball at half court. And, 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 I mean, we, we jump into it right there. We don't give them time to sit there and say, okay, let's, let's run San Francisco or let's run, uh, let's run Atlanta. You know, they got, they got to get in and they got to, somebody's got to call something and we got to go. 
That's, that's kind of the way I practice special situations. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, and, and tell me about your practices. Are you going shooting first and then go – and I know that the, the system coaches I've spoken with, they go shooting, skeleton, scrimmage. That's pretty consistent. How do you guys divide your practice? I, I go uh, – you know, of course, we're going to – I guess you call it shooting. We're going to do some full-court layups. We're going to do a couple full-court shooting drills. We may run cycles to get them loose. And I'm going to go defense. Uh, we're going to work on our press uh, or, or, or whatever we're working on that day. Then I'm going to go shooting, and then I go, you know, go from there. Uh, but uh, a lot of times we'll throw one of those intensities in. Like we may we may come out and uh, shoot layups and, and run what we call uh, Florida 116, and then we'll go uh, – uh, well, last year it was a uh, um, black and gold. Black and gold intensity, let's go. Go ball on the side, put a minute, 30 seconds on the clock, and let's go. Uh, I like to mix it up. I like to keep them guessing. I don't – and my EDD, I can't I, – I need, I need to check it up. I can't. And I love that because I, I tell you what I love about it, it makes the players think, right? Not And you're not telling them. Um, and you you have like – the score is tied or you give them a time and score oh, no. for that? or Intensity. We'll start out zero, Yeah, zero. intensity. And then at the, at the okay. end of that one thirty, we may do a we may do a time and score situation. I got you. I got you. Okay, so you just play. Boom. Let's go. So you, there's no like there's no transition time when you're going zero transition, right? You're just going from one thing to the next. Is that correct? You know, just as uh, and you know the great thing about it is running the system. You can be in and out an hour and a half, and uh, your kids are ready to go home. And Cole, that was the next question. Uh, you guys go, is it two hours? You guys, the system coaches I've spoken with, man, they're going hour 30 you know, to max, it, it, if right? If you go any more than two doing this, then I, I feel sorry for those kids because, I mean, I've been through it. Uh, you're not going to get anything out of it after two hours. I mean, an hour and a half pushing it because, I mean, they're going to be, if you're doing it the right way at practice, they're going to be flat out exhausted after that hour and a half. Yeah, I agree. And I think I, I'll be honest with you today. I actually went a little bit too long because we're putting in stuff, but uh, I know my players are pretty tired. Coach, I only have a couple more questions. I just want to tell you how, um, how appreciative I am you guys sharing with us. I know I'm going to get a lot of people contacting, contacting you guys. I appreciate you sharing a great system and I, I wish more coaches would, would, just, you know, take, take advantage of man, try to utilize it. Give a coach one or two things. If they wanted to put in the system this summer, one or two things, each one of you, Coach, to, to give them a good head start on getting putting in the system. Mm. I think the first thing is they've got to buy into it first. Coach got to buy in. Uh, I don't think it's something that you can say, we're going to halfway do this or we're going to look at it. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dive in. It's like diving in, diving in a swimming pool. You either gotta get in or not. But and uh, uh, <laughs> after they decide that, is they're gonna have to, uh, they're gonna have to back off their kids a little bit until they learn what's going on. And you know, 
and and not try to do too much at one time. Uh, if if I were putting the system in right now, I wouldn't practice defense. I, I, everything I would do for an hour and a half be offensive. Until I I think you got to I think you got to get good offensively before you get good defensively. Uh, you know, maybe just play straight up man to man, not worry about anything other than, and then. Uh, uh, really work with your five guys and your one guys. I think that's the two keys because uh, if five's getting the ball in and one's pushing it, everybody else better run or they ain't ever going to touch it. Yeah. I, um, well, I, I tell you what I love what you said was make it really, I mean, make it simple, right? Make it, don't put too much in, I think, because I'm looking at you know what I'm doing now. And I'm trying to say, hey, is is this too much for him? Because um, we're um, we'll find out on Wednesday, right? We'll find out. And, and over the summer, it's, it's going to take time, right, to put it in. You can't can't expect, you know, great things overnight, well, right? If you were if you were going to put the flex in, do you expect them to run it real good Wednesday? Exactly. It's, right. it's not a cure all. The thing that I love about it, and I, I've said this many, many times, uh, the teams that are better than you, uh, they're still going to be better than you, but at least you've got a fighting chance now. Uh, the teams that are equal in talent, you're going to win nine out of ten if you do your stuff. And the teams that you're better than, you're never going to be upset. Right, and I, I I tell you what I love about that is is it it gives your team that confidence, that identity, right? Where you can play against anybody. You might lose on the scoreboard, but you're going to make them work, and, right? And you would be not only your team, but your community. The community takes so much pride yes. in it. It's like you know, I, I know back in the '90s when we were really really rolling here, and team would come out and hold the ball on us or try to. Oh, my God, they were shamed out of the gym. Our folks just – I'm talking about uh, 60 and 70-year-old people up there, you know, booing them and, and, and calling them crybabies, you know, and stuff. It, it does – it gives your community a, a, a sense of pride. Yeah, and you mentioned – I know I saw your philosophy and everything. I think identity is important, right, Cole? I mean – I think there's too many coaches that try to do – try to be great at right. everything – and they become not very good right. at anything, right? right. Isn't you know, it? I mean, our biggest thing this year, or actually my first year at North Sand, we, uh, you know, we talked big on trusting the process, you know, because I, I knew coming in that it, it was something completely different to them. Uh, you know, very big example, first play day, we went to a play day, practiced one time doing this, and, uh, you know, gave up about two or three wide open layups the first quarter, and, I called timeout, you know, tell them to settle down. It's all right that they got them running or whatever. Post guy looks at me and said, well, all we're doing is giving up wide open layups. I said, let's see if they do it in the fourth quarter. We ended up winning. And I looked at him and I said, you think there was a reason that we kept doing that? I said, they were up and down the floor. I said, we're going to do this every day for now on. I said, you'll be used to it. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a mindset, just like you talked earlier. Um, my guys loved it this this past season when a team would try to run with us because they would just laugh at them and say, well, good luck doing it for four quarters. And, you know, we tell them all the time, too, you know, if they can do it for four quarters and beat us, we'll shake their hand and tell them we'll see them down the road. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I love. I just love that mentality. I have a friend of mine, Drew Dorsey, who always listens to our podcast. He coaches at um, Springwood Academy in Alabama. You might be familiar with that. Um, and he tells me, he says, Coach, you know, he's kind of, you know, th- he's trying to build a program there, and he keeps saying, you know, what, you know, the system, what kind of system should I put in? I says, I said, you got to put in a go for it system, an aggressive yeah. mentality. And so I'm trying to sell. Hopefully, he listens to this <laughs> podcast. Because I think it's important. I think it's important to do that, right, coaches? Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta know what you want. You gotta just like I said a while ago. If you're gonna put it in, you gotta be sold on it. You, you can't uh, you can't teach something you don't believe in. Yeah, it starts with you, right? It starts it starts with the coach, and then you got to sell the administration too, because you know our parents are. Give me give give the coaches an idea both of you, how you could, if a parent comes up and says, you know what, my kid, now I want my kid playing more minutes and he's not doing it in this system. You probably have dealt with that, I guess, or maybe not. How do you, how do you confront that? Tell him to get a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. In my career, seriously, most of the time, it's not the kid that's upset. Most of the time it's the parent and you know, right. I, I've I've started this right here. When a parent and most of them come up and they say, "Please don't tell little Johnny I came up here," and I'm going to tell them, "Yeah, I'm going to tell little Johnny because I'm going to call little Johnny in and I'm going to ask what little Johnny's gripes are because I'm not real concerned about yours." And if Johnny's got a concern, me and him a talk. We'll try to try to work this out, and uh, uh, and then and then we go from there. Uh, Got a got a real good buddy that coaches football. He's got a perfect example to him. He meets with the parents before the year. And he says this right here: if, I, if your kid ain't playing for me, it's for one of two reasons. Number one, he ain't doing what I tell him to do, or number two, he ain't very good, and you don't want to hear either one of them, do you? <laughs> and that's hard oh, yeah. for parents, right? I mean, that's hard for them to deal with, but sometimes the the truth really matters, well, right? And, and you know, I, I think if you. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, if they can't play in this system, there ain't no system they can play in. Because, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. This is a system that anybody that wants to play in can play in if they give effort. I to- that, That's what I'm saying. I, I just think I would like to see coaches kind of just get out of their own shell, more comfort zone. So I think this is a great way to play basketball. And it's just it, – it's it's good for everybody – Player morale, right, Cole? I mean, everybody plays, all right, and it's such a great way to play. So, again, my last thing is, Cole, why aren't more coaches? Why aren't more coaches doing it? And uh, how can we kind of get the word out to coaches that it's okay to? Well, run I think the biggest concern is like we talked about earlier. They have, they feel like they have no control if they play this way, and you do. I mean, I think it's complete opposite. Um, you know, we. And, you know, it starts with the way you practice it, um, whether they realize or not. I mean, I have control over who my point guard throws it to or not. I mean, they just – they learn who to throw it to in this. It's just repetition after repetition at practice, you know, going back to that five-on-two, five-on-three. They're going to find the open man regardless. It, it may take them a little while, but uh, if you practice it the same way and the right way every day, I mean, it becomes just like any other style of offense. You're going to do it the right way every time. Uh, it's just a little faster. Right. Absolutely. 
Glenn, can you tell us first? First, you tell me how can the coaches get a hold of you? Because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lot of coaches wanting to contact you. Maybe even come watch you guys play or practice or even this summer. Cole, the same thing. How can coaches get a hold of you guys? Because I know I know a lot of coaches are gonna want to come watch you. Guys. My sale number is open to anybody that wants to call. As long as you ain't trying to sell me something. Uh, my sale is 653 Okay, and are they welcome to come to a practice? Uh, just, or... We don't have any seats. Okay, great. You know, Coach <laughs> Westhead had been over backwards helping me, and uh, when I was a young coach, uh, I come in and, and, and there was a lot of uh, – elderly coaches in the county and they, they, none of them wanted to help. And I said right then, anytime anybody was flattered me enough with wanting to do anything that we were doing, I would give them everything we got. And, uh, you know, I, I still I still feel the same way. If, if they want to flatter me and tell me that we're doing something good, yeah, I'll just keep on flattering, baby. I'll, t- I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you everything we do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's no secrets, right, Coach? <laughs> Coaches, thank you so much, man. I Hey, the first father-son podcast for me on Championship Vision. Man, I'm excited about it. You guys are legends now. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much. I do have um, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to contact you later after the podcast or something um, that I want you guys to come to. We actually run a coaches clinic out here uh, in September – and Gene comes to it. I want to try to get both you guys to come out here and teach your system, but we'll talk about that okay. later. I, I'm hoping you guys want to love to come to Lake Oconee out here by the lake. Sounds good to us. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Coaches, thank you so much for sharing with us. I appreciate hey, thank it. Thank you for having us. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Hey coach, this is Brad Shutter calling from Plymouth, Wisconsin. I um, want to thank you for doing the podcast. I've learned a lot from it. Um, I am an elementary FIED teacher and a girls basketball coach, so we have a lot in common. I like the fact that you um, do a mix of both the FIED teachers and the coaches as well. Um, keep up the great work, um, and once again, appreciate um, all you do to grow the game. Thanks. Coach, appreciate you having me back on. Um, just to keep it as short and concise as possible. I think coaches should work backwards, um, find the problems that their team or players are struggling with um, by watching film. And then from those problems, um, basically break it down to one, two, or three things that the player themselves could work on to solve those problems and the skills that they need to make those decisions. Don't give them more than three things and then give them like some sort of schedule they can try to follow. Like maybe it's working on thing number one on Monday and then going Tuesday and Wednesday, working on two and three. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, roll it back, do the same thing. But I think as long as it's simple, it's only a list of three things to prioritize. And then it's contextual to your system. um, It's hard to go wrong. Appreciate you, coach. Coaches, how are you? Hey, make sure to check out my friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. They were a main sponsor of my Legends Clinic last year, and I got to see in person why the Dr. Dish is undoubtedly the best shooting machine on the market. I'm super excited to get one in my program here soon. As a matter of fact, 
It's already in the process of being ordered. The technology and versatility of the machine are unmatched. Make sure to check out their product lineup and their new Dr. Dish CT machine on their website at drdishbasketball.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at drdishbball. Mention this podcast and you can save $300 extra on your next Dr. Dr. Dish purchase. Get one soon. This is Coach Kevin Furtado of the Championship Vision Podcast. Hey coaches, this is Nick Bartlett with Dr. Dish Basketball and you're listening to the Championship Vision Podcast with Coach Kevin Furtado. Make sure to check us out at drdishbasketball.com and on Twitter and Instagram at at drdishbball for daily basketball drills, tips, inspiration, and how we've revolutionized the basketball shooting machine over here at Dr. Dish. Also mention this podcast and you will receive an exclusive discount on your next Dr. Dish purchase. Thanks for tuning in.